Fergus. And this week we are talking about some real heavy things, some real heavy things. It's come up several times over the past couple of weeks. And I feel like I say this every week, but it, it really is uh, truly what I sit behind this mic and talk to you guys about are things that um, are coming up within our community, are coming up for our listeners. Either it's come up, whether it be in a coaching session or a DM or something like that. And I, and I don't just record an episode after it's come up one time. Uh, I'll wait until, you know, two or three or four people or a friend also, you know, I will wait till several people have come to me with the same issue within a matter of weeks. And that's how I know, okay, this is something really that we really want to address. We really want to talk about. And for this week, it is, is there hope for a hopeless marriage? Is there hope for a hopeless marriage? Because I've heard a couple of, I've, you know, had conversations with a few people who were on the brink of separation and ready and done. What does that look like for you? How are you feeling? I mean, I know how it must feel to be in that place. And we're going to talk about it today. Hope for a hopeless marriage. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the grace-fueled wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the grace-fueled wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. In this place of desperately searching for hope in their marriage, I have a few things for you. I'm going to go for, give you three signs that there is hope for your marriage and um, three signs that perhaps you might need to separate doesn't mean um, that you need to divorce. I never advocate for divorce, but sometimes separation can be healthy. And of these steps, I would say that the first one is, is your husband a good man? That's step number one. Is he a good man? And what does that mean? What does him being a good man mean? Because I, I say that a lot on this episode. Well, number one, um, is he abusive? A good man is not abusive. I have, you know, I'm, I'm talking about, obviously, 
the biggest, right? Obviously, physical abuse is the the biggest thing that I would say, "Mm, girl, get yourself safe and get out of there. But there's so many other forms of abuse, mental, verbal, um, things of that nature. Sometimes some men are just narcissistic and, you know, they make lives, their wife's life miserable. So a good man is not abusive. And I've seen several women stay and others go, you know, in cases like that. And and God's word says a lot about divorce, but I'm not here to tell you one thing either in any direction. In fact, in, in my case, personally, I was biblically, according to God's word, free to divorce my husband. And I decided not to. I decided to stay and change because I it was something that I really felt God speaking to me. I didn't have any pressure uh, from my family or my church or anything like that to stay in my marriage. Uh, it was just something that God really had spoke to my heart and I wanted to stay. That being said, my husband was not abusive in the time where when we separated. And I would also say that God can heal all things. We know this, right? He can heal anything. He can redeem anything. But I would say that if you choose to stay in a situation where there is abuse, please get yourself safe first and work on it from there. So like I said, I I never advocate divorce. Understand uh, no judgments here. If you're like, this man is abusing me, I'm not going to stay with him. You, you know, that's between you and God. I will not ever say anything. I would just say, if you are going to stay, please get yourself first, safe first. And, and then maybe work on the marriage in, uh, from a separate location or from a safe place. Um, going back to, is he a good man? Okay. So abuse is the one thing. Does he love you and the kids? You know, maybe he he loves you guys or you believe he did at one time and maybe he's not doing a very good job of showing it. But, you know, deep down, he loves you. Uh, And another sign, you know, or is he a good man? Is he emotionally healthy? Emotionally healthy is a big one. Going back to the idea of abuse and narcissism, things like that, where he might not be emotionally healthy and and that might be something um, to consider. But, you know... Is he emotionally healthy? And it might be that he is just emotionally broken. So many of us are broken and we live in a fallen and broken world. And so many of the problems that occur in marriage occur because one or both of us are don't have secure attachments. Um, we just, we're mentally, we're broken and incomplete, right? We're all broken and incomplete. So that is one to consider. So that is the the first sign of hope. Is he a good man? So if you can say he is a good man, he's not abusive. He does love me and the kids, you know, or at least one time he did and maybe doesn't do a good job of showing it, but but he does and and for the most part he is emotionally healthy. He may have some mommy and daddy issues or whatever here and there, but you know, he's someone I can reason with for sure. Uh, those are all signs that your husband is a good man and and maybe there is hope. Number two, right, of signs of hope in a hopeless marriage. Does at least one of you still want to be in the marriage 
at least one, because if neither one of you don't want to be in the marriage, regardless of all the other things, you know, regardless of what it says in God's word, if you don't want to be there, that I can't help you. <laughs> like there, there's, you know, nothing we can do. <laughs> I mean, at least one of you needs to want to be in the marriage or at least feel that you're not ready to completely end the marriage. You're not ready for divorce. And remember, I'm talking here about divorce, not separation, which I will address later. So that is super important. Does at least one of you still want to be in the marriage? Number three, third sign for if there is hope in your marriage. Number three is, is at least one of you, again, at least one, willing to put in the work. Because maybe one of you wants to be in the marriage, but that person doesn't want to put in the work. Or, you know, neither one of you, you know, maybe you're like, well, I, I don't necessarily want a divorce, but I'm just done. And I don't want to put in the work for what it is going to take to heal this marriage. I don't, and when I say put in the work, I also want to clarify that too, right? Because I've heard a lot of things where, you know, people say, well, marriage is not hard work. Marriage should be, you know, just a beautiful, blissful place. And it's like, okay, I get it. But if you're struggling in marriage and you're lacking in intimacy, that can feel hard. So I don't necessarily think the work is hard, you know, birthing children and, you know, doing hard manual labor and starting a business and being a teacher, being a, do a, a doctor, like those, those jobs, those are hard. That is hard work. Building intimacy in your marriage is not necessarily hard. It takes vulnerability. It takes patience. It takes grace. And it takes a lot of making sure you're connected to Holy Spirit, but it's not necessarily hard, but it does require a fair amount of effort on your part or, or somebody's part. So to recap, is there hope in your marriage or, or is there any hope for this hopeless marriage? One, is he a good man? Uh, you know, just doing this, making sure he's not abusive. That's like first and foremost, right? Then we can go ahead and, and look at everything else. Does he love you and the kids? Did he at one time, maybe he's bad at showing it, but you know, deep down he kind of does. Uh, and is he mostly healthy? Meaning is he somebody that you can talk to and rationalize with? And, you know, maybe he does have some wounds that need to be healed, but overall he is mostly healthy. Uh, number two, uh, does one of, at least one of you want to stay in the marriage? Because without that, we've got nothing. And number three is, does at least one of you want to put forth the effort? So is that it, right? Is that it? Here we are 10 minutes in and, and, and that's it. I've given you three things. And, and what if, what if I don't meet all these three criteria? What if we don't want to put in the work? Is, does that mean there's no hope for my marriage? What if I don't think he's a good man because he cheated on me? Or, or I don't think I'm worthy to be in this marriage because I cheated on him. Like, what is it? Is that the end? And I'm here to tell you that that is not necessarily the end. So a marriage can still be healed, redeemed, 
saved a marriage can still last even though you decide to separate and I, I mentioned before that I was going to address separation and this has been something weighing so heavily on my heart because when I first started this podcast and, and when I first started this business this ministry it it came from a place of knowing what it felt like to be separated knowing what it felt like to be left in a marriage and and feel abandoned in the marriage. So for you wives who are in this place where you're done, you're, you're done. You, you want to separate because you no longer, uh, can deal with him, you know? So maybe one of you still wants to be in the marriage and that person is not you. Uh, maybe you just, you've given up. You've given up your, your patience is run dry and you have really given up hope. For those of you, I, I want to talk to, to that piece, right? And I, and I want to talk to those of you who are kind of on the brink of separation. So what are some three signs that maybe you should separate and continue working on the marriage there? Well, number one going back to, and you're going to see a lot of these are mirrors, right? So number one, is he emotionally healthy? So when I talked about that, I said, is he somebody that you can reason with? There comes a point, or in that case, you know, like I mentioned before, if you are choosing to stay with somebody who is mentally, or verbally, whatever, abusive, um, then that's a good sign that you should separate. So if you made the choice to stay with them, it's probably a good sign that you get yourself out of that situation. And if you're going to work on the marriage, go work on it uh, in, a, in a place where you are safe and don't subject yourself to that. Uh, but additionally, we're assuming he's not abusive again, right? So is, maybe he's not emotionally healthy and there is so much that he is dealing with that he might have to deal with that on his own. It is a very good chance that if that's the case, that he needs space and time. Maybe he's addicted to alcohol or, or drugs or some sort of substance and, and he needs that time. And and you guys can come back. I've actually had guests on this show who have gone through this same story. So that is a good indication that perhaps you should separate. But yes, there would still be hope in that marriage um, if you separate and you, again, both work on it. Uh, number two, another sign is that only one of you wants to be in the marriage. So going back to, well, there's hope if at least one of you wants to be in the marriage. If you both want to be in the marriage, then great living together and working that out is a possibility. But if only one of you wants to to be in it, that is going to cause resentment in the house. And again, while I'm not necessarily advocating separation, I can say that there is such great healing that can happen in that. So if only one of you wants to be there, it will make it harder. But if only one of you wants to be there, then maybe that separation, maybe that, um, you know, where they say absence makes the heart grow fonder, but that taking some time apart to really understand is this what you really want the rest of your life to look like without him 
right? Number three, only one of you wants to put in the work. Now, again, this can happen in a marriage where you both are living together, where only one of you is putting in the work. But I will tell you that it is all the more frustrating, all the more frustrating when you feel like you're the only one giving grace, the only one being patient, the only one putting any effort in the relationship. And this is why I say I'm here for wives who, whose husbands just don't want to show up because I know what that feels like. And while I'm also not advocating that you leave him, so because you're the only one who wants to put in the work, if he leaves you, or this is a, a situation where only one of you wants to do it, or maybe you're in a place where of deep hurt and unforgiveness because maybe there was a break in covenant, meaning maybe he was unfaithful and you don't want to put in the work because of his unfaithfulness because he broke covenant well then if so you know if that's the case you know one of you were unfaithful and um, the separation then becomes imminent so that you guys can sit and, and do your own healing then the party who broke covenant really is one that is going to come back need to do some searching right some repentance and and have to come back there and we don't necessarily put it on the other person to to do the work and, and do the healing in that case right for so if, if uh, let's say your husband was unfaithful we're not putting it on the wife to do the the work to save the marriage when he's the one who broke covenant uh, for the wife it would be doing the work of forgiveness and and giving your husband a chance to see if he is actually repentant and all of that. So again, this is not necessarily something we solve in one episode, but this is a sign that perhaps separation will, you know, is the right thing for you. I think the key factor with either one of these, right, whether you stay together and you work on a marriage together in the same household or you separate and continue to work on the marriage, I think the key is to understanding, is there hope for my marriage? So for the woman who is sitting there going, I don't even know if there's hope because I'm done and I'm so tired and I can't physically in my own strength put in any more do anything else like I've literally given and tried and, and done all the things and checked all the boxes well then to you I would say I or anybody else for that matter can't give you hope for that marriage if it is if the fire is completely burnt out that hope my hope comes from God and all things as I look around at our fallen world and as I look around in, in every place and even in my own marriage where I was left in an empty apartment crying on the floor, my hope came from God. So yeah, I could give you a, a few signs as to whether or not your marriage might last, whether or not it might weather this storm. But in the end, your hope has to come from Holy Spirit. It has to come from God. What is he saying to you about your marriage? What is he saying about your husband? What do you need 
to be healed in this marriage? And what does your husband need? Because sometimes he's just the one that's broken. There's plenty of times that, you know, we're wrong and we're broken. And, and there's plenty of other times that, nope, it's him. And he's broken. Well, what is God asking you to do in this case? So really getting to this place of complete surrender. And I am talking about like, this is a place of like gut-wrenching, soul-bearing prayer and tears of asking God for this hope for your marriage. And I hope that, you know, I, I hope that these these signs, these um, indications have given you some idea either way, but I completely understand that I am not the giver of hope, right? I'm not the Prince of Peace. That's Jesus. None of this is my place or my job in the world, but I was weighing heavily on my heart to speak to those of you who might be feeling in this place. So if this resonates with you in any way please reach out to me um let me know i i've actually because this has come up so often i in 2022 will be launching coaching and most likely a course for separation for women who are in this place and women who are looking for an accountability partner and some help to go through it gracefully because separation is never an easy thing. And sometimes we need somebody to be there to help us through who um, is just going to be a, a sounding board. Somebody who is just going to help keep us accountable for making sure that we're going through this with with grace, you know, I'm the product of divorce and uh, my parents actually did a really good job, you know, and I, and I wish that they never did divorce, but if they were going to, I guess, um, they both handled it in, in the best possible way. So, um, and that is one of the things that seeing that example for myself, seeing that example is one of the things that actually gave me hope for the future is that, you know what, even if we're going to, separate or we were going to divorce for my husband and I in my own story, I knew that there was a way to do it while um, not really, you know, doing that in a way where we could still honor and respect each other and, and doing that in a way with grace. And so uh, if, if that is anything, if that sounds like that is of interest to you, also reach out to me. Uh, it's not ready now, but it is something that I am looking into. Also, with all this, I noticed that... Um, this is really what my, if you join my insider group, or it's called um, gracefuelswifesteps.gra.com, I actually go through a lot of this. I have like a, a decision map and it talks about, you know, what does the scriptures say? And it, it gives us scriptures uh, about, you know, what God says and his word talks about, you know, how we can change our behavior, which again, if you're at the point of it being a hopeless marriage, maybe the changing behavior part doesn't make sense to you. But 
you know, if you've listened to a few episodes of this podcast, you know how I feel about that. We talk about open communication and we talk about implementing that and what does it look like to implement that. So if you're interested in that, it's totally free. Feel free to download it. And that's gracefieldwifesteps.gra.com. That'll be in the show notes. And again, all this stuff is totally free. And it is really just my heart to bless you, to point you back to Jesus to be a light to you in uh, what might be, uh, if you're listening to this this far in, what is probably a very dark time in your life or for somebody else that you know. So Father God, I just, I pray over every woman under the sound of my voice. And I pray that for every single woman, you speak to her heart in a profound way, that you speak loudly and clearly. And I know your voice is often just a whisper in the wind, but these women are in a place of feeling hopeless and in deep turmoil, Father God. And I just pray that you can speak to them and and offer them an encouraging word, speak to them through your word, speak to them in their hearts, give them confirmation, speak to them through friends, anything. Father, if if this, my words have resonated with them, then then perhaps this was uh, your way of speaking to them, Father. And I just, we love you and we praise you, Father. And I just pray for healing for all of these women in their hearts and in their marriages and in their families and for their generations to come we know how you feel about marriage and we and we know how you feel about covenant and i just pray over their marriages i pray over their covenant i pray for increased intimacy and i pray for them to have new eyes for their husbands we love you and praise you in jesus name amen all right ladies that's all for this week until next week i love y'all take care Hey, love, thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.